This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, September 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's satellites. Unions campaign on overtime and hazard pay. UK, ag still a problem for trade talks. And hemp industry hopes for USDA delay. Ag and food unions use Labor Day to push for Biden. Union leaders are looking to Joe Biden to lead the way for new protections for employees in the ag and food sector, including overtime for farm workers. Biden is going to prioritize everyone's health and safety, United Farm Workers President Teresa Romero said yesterday on a webinar organized by Biden's campaign. She said farm workers are too often excluded from basic rights like overtime, hazard pay, and the right to organize. Keep in mind, Biden has called for making farm workers eligible for overtime nationwide and promised to increase protections from pesticide and heat exposure. He also pledged to push for providing legal status to undocumented farm workers. Mark Perrone, president of the United Food and Commercial Workers International, supports Biden's call for a national mask mandate and praised his running mate, Camilla Harris, for backing hazard pay for essential workers. Biden and Harris, quote, would stand in support of those workers and they would stand in support of making sure that people were safe at work, Perrone said. By the way, the National Milk Producers Federation posted a statement yesterday noting the industry's essential workers couldn't take Labor Day off. Wholesome nutrition is a never-ending need. Cows don't stop producing milk because it's a holiday. Dairy never stops, and neither will its workforce, the statement said. A new round of U.S.-U.K. trade kicks off. U.S. and British negotiators are due to restart trade talks today as the December 31 deadline for the U.K. to break away from the European Union approaches. British Trade Minister and lawmaker Greg Hands confirmed the resumption of the talks, but also suggested agriculture trade issues will continue to be a divide between negotiators. As British International Trade Secretary Elizabeth Truss and I said, the government is absolutely committed to no compromise on our food safety, animal welfare, and the environment when it comes to trade agreements, he said in a Friday tweet. British claims that U.S. food is unsafe or unsanitary because of beef, pork, and poultry production methods continue to chafe U.S. negotiators. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer recently called the criticism thinly veiled protectionism. We will have agricultural problems and negotiations, I can guarantee you. I'm hopeful that we'll work our way through them, Lighthizer said in a June hearing on Capitol Hill. U.S. beef exports rebound in July. U.S. beef exports shot upward in July, buoyed by increased sales to China, Taiwan, Canada, and Hong Kong. But shipments are still significantly lower than what they were last year in the U.S. industry as it recovers from the recent impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. That according to a new analysis from the U.S. Meat Exports Federation. With production returning to near-normal levels, we definitely saw an improvement in beef exports, though the recovery was not quite as strong as expected, said U.S. MEF President and CEO Dan Hallstrom. 
the U.S. exported 107,298 metric tons of beef in July. That was a 36% increase from June, but it was also 9% less than July of 2019, according to USMEF. The group pointed to lower demand from Japan, Mexico, and South Korea for the decline from last year. Hemp industry hopes for delay of regs. The hip industry is hoping USDA's request for comments on multiple aspects of its pending hemp regulations is a signal that the department will suspend the requirements before they become effective October 31. The Agriculture Marketing Service is opening a 30-day comment period today, asking for input on how plants are destroyed, hemp research, and allowable THC levels and testing, both the methods used and the requirement that plants be harvested for testing in a 15-day harvest window. Many have recommended a 30-day window. Patrick Octagi, board chairman of the National Industrial Hemp Council, said he hoped the comment extension means USDA is leaning toward extending the hemp pilot program from the 2014 Farm Bill for another year. That's something NIHC and the National Association of the State Departments of Agriculture asked USDA to do last month. 22 states and 34 tribes have received approval for plans to implement the department's 2019 rule, but the industry argues that the COVID-19 pandemic has slowed other states' efforts to submit plans. Lawmakers cite FNS survey in questioning USDA reopening. Members of Congress from the Washington, D.C. area are urging Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to suspend what they call a, quote, rushed and flawed plan for reopening the department. A letter the lawmaker sent to Perdue cites a survey of employees of USDA's Food and Nutrition Service. Eighty-eight percent of the nearly 400 bargaining unit employees in Northern Virginia said after reading plans for reopening offices provided by USDA, they were not comfortable physically reporting, said Daniel Klein, who leads the bargaining unit for the National Treasury Employees Union. The survey also showed that 84% said they were afraid to report to the office because they were afraid they might expose family and friends. About half of the employees said they rely on public transportation to commute, and 57% said they would be worried about using it. Advanced Energy Grant Going Toward Soil Health The Soil Health Institute will use $3.25 million from the Energy Department to develop, quote, an integrated soil carbon measurement and monitoring system that will provide standardized carbon sequestration monitoring needs for carbon markets and agriculture, the Institute said Thursday. The technology will reduce both the time and the cost of obtaining soil carbon measurements, enabling farmers to more easily participate in carbon markets. The integrated deep-sea system combined sample design, proximal sensing, and machine learning to obtain rapid, non-destructive measurements of soil carbon stocks and flux, SCI Chief Scientific Officer Christine Morgan said. The funds come from the department's Advanced Research Projects Agency, Energy. Here's today's She Said It. We have always known that farm workers are essential. 
Now the federal government has recognized that farm workers are essential. We need to start treating them like every other worker in this country. That UFW President, Teresa Romero. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, September 8th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.